Hey, welcome to the Mall Podcast with our brand new music. I thought I had the wrong podcast. What in <laughs> the world? Like, what did happened? I show up for? <laughs> man, our friend Alex Burleson, uh, I, I wrote him and I said, hey man, we need some new music. Apparently, actually I got some complaints about our music last year. They said it doesn't fit the vibe of the show. And really? I was like, what? Are we more rocking or is that more us? We're just way more hardcore. Yeah. So yeah. We, now we have music to fit yeah. our, our hardcoreness. <laughs> A little less emo, right? We're yeah. More... Rock yeah. and roll. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, uh, Mom Podcast is where I talk to my dad uh, just about stuff I learned from him growing up and all sorts of stuff. But I want to take a slight turn, brand new year, and I've got a book coming out that I've been working on for the last two years. It's called Connecting the Dots, What God is Doing When Life Doesn't Make Sense. And it's coming out the second week of March. It's available right now for uh pre-order and all that stuff. We're about to record the audiobook. But I, w- I realized I wanted to start unpacking the book leading up to the launch just to share with people some of the concepts in it. That's there's a great a, idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did the math. We're already 10 weeks out from launch and we got one podcast a week and we've got 10 chapters 10 in the chapters. book. Ah. So it's time to rock and roll. <laughs> Here we go on this. So I wanted to talk about that. Uh, the book is called Connecting the Dots. It's funny. I actually pitched the book to the publisher's as I wanted to call it the circle perspective, because one of the concepts in the book is that God has this pattern to his work in our lives. And, you know, Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And that Hebrew word path, it's a very fascinating word. If you Google it, it's called, it's magol, M-A-G-O-L. And what it literally means is paths that are made of circles. And there's all sorts of conjecture about what that means. But I think what it means is God's work in our life literally looks more like kind of an ever- widening circle. It's like a, a shepherd has to gently lead sheep up a hill. And I, it, so they lead them in this circular pattern. And that's what I'm convinced it means. And, and I th- if you think about it in your life, I'm guaranteeing all people listening, when I share this with people, they kind of go, oh, that does resonate with me. Yeah. Like we come back to these certain themes, these certain, maybe even time frames. like every five years, a change happens or something. There's these certain things we keep coming back to and we go, oh, we're doing this again? Maybe a geographical location. You're like, yeah. I'm here again? I never thought I'd be here again. But every time you do it, back around the circle, you look different. God looks different. You've got a little bit more perspective on life, hopefully. Uh, hopefully you're a little bit more better and rather than bitter. And yeah. so the idea is, is a circle perspective uh, that, that we should have on our life because in each season of life, each circle or season, I use that word interchangeably in the book, there's a pattern to how it works. Well, they said, I'm sorry, but your good friend Mark Batterson has the corner on circles. So you can't call the book Circle Anything because anybody that Googles Circle... They're going to uh, get him. Yeah, and Mark wrote a, a great uh, intro for the book, like a, a little blurb for the book. So we don't want to get that confused. So we started sending it out to people reading it, and everybody that re- read it initially, they said, you know, the theme that comes keeps coming back to me is this idea of connecting the dots of God's work in our life. Like Soren Kierkegaard says that life is lived forward but it can only be understood looking backwards. And uh, it's one of those things, it's kind of like prophecy. Like you always try and figure out what a prophecy yeah. means and you can't figure it out in the middle of it. But then you look back and go, whoa, that prophecy nailed it. Yeah. And I think that's how life happens. As you look back at life, you start to kind of, if you take some time to connect the dots, you see, oh my goodness, God really was working all things together for good of those who love him which is kind of the core concept of the book. You know, at one point Paul says, uh, I think it's still Philippians, he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a picture of what happens in our lives is you're going through something challenging and you don't quite understand what's happening, but as you look back, you see it, which is why I was a little self-conscious about the subtitle the publisher came up with, was what God is doing when life doesn't make sense, because I'm like, 
who am I to say I know what God is doing when yeah. life doesn't make sense? But they they kind of reassured me. They said, yeah, but you explain what God is doing, and God has already explained what he's doing. We know that all things, in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. So we can be confident if we're in a relationship with Christ that what what he's doing, even if you can't fully understand it in the middle of it, as you look back, you're going to go, ah, that's what that was. Yeah. True and just are your ways. Which, of course, means when you're in the middle of it, when you're spinning around and it kind of seem to be unable to find any direction, you just need to kind of hang tough and realize, okay, yeah. one of these days I'll see the rearview mirror and this will all make sense. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it may not be to the other side of the space-time yeah. continuum here, yeah. and, but there is a verse in Revelation where, I mean, all indications are when we get to heaven and stand before God with our questions, we're actually going to drop to our knees and go, oh, true and just were your ways. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what I was talking about. So. Yeah. And, and I, I actually kind of like that subtitle because I think so many people, it connects with so many people trying to figure out what the heck is God doing in my life? Mm-hmm. You assume God's doing something. Uh, I don't know. Earlier on, I always thought it was just Maybe God had to check out because I'd so messed things up that he, there wasn't anything he could do with it. So I'm just still, you know, hoping somehow that he's going to bring some good out of it. Yeah. You know? And after you live a while, you do find out, yeah, wow, he can bring some good out of even the biggest messes I've made. And so, yeah, he and is the working. Most, the most, the seasons that seem like the biggest failure often. So the, 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 the book, the story I use throughout the book is, is the season of life where we lived in Mexico. Um, Emily mm-hmm. and I had just gotten married. My friend David asked us if we would consider taking over his ministry, and I was like, that is definitely not my calling. Well, through a series of things, we ended up doing this thing that wasn't what I felt like was my calling. And it was a a horrible year. It was a horrible, terrible, very bad, no good year. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Actually, there's like two people I'd wish it on, but uh, (laughs) I mean, if I'm honest. But it was a horrible time. And at the time when we left Mexico after that experience, we ended up moving to Peru. I remember thinking, what a waste of a year of my young life. Like, I literally, I, I'm not getting that year back. What a way. In fact, in some ways, I feel like the neighborhood, you know, missionaries are supposed to go change the place. I feel like we left it in worse shape than when we got there. It was by the time we left, the drug cartels were even more rampant. And uh, in some ways, it's like we walked out hobbling out, like, uh, uh, you know, trying yeah. to recover. But as I look back, I see that so much of that, we call it boot camp, of that season yeah. uh, was God preparing me for what was ahead. And I really, really, it, it pulled some capacity out of me that time in Mexico that I never would have thought was in me. One of the things I think about is in Mexico, we were constantly having to repair stuff. And I was always like, uh, I'd call David and he's, I'm like, who do I call to repair this? He's like, you got to repair that buddy. Nobody's coming out there. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I don't know how to repair stuff. So he would walk me through hours on the phone how to repair air conditioners and water pumps and pool pumps and anything. And now I think the 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 whether it was hubris or vision I had to build this retreat center we're building now, um, I would never have undertaken that had I not learned those things in Mexico that I learned that I said, you know what, I can do this. The people who build these things aren't any smarter than me. They've just taken the time to learn how to do it. I can do this. And I don't think I ever would have taken on this retreat center apart from that Mexico experience, yeah, which there have been certain days where I've been like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have taken on this retreat center. Nobody would wish that on either, yes. except those same two people, right? <laughs> yes. So anyways, that, that's, the, that, that's the general overall theme of the book. God's working all things together for good. And the idea is that in, in the circle, um, one of the visuals I use in there is this ever-widening spiral. And what I've found is that in, in every season of life, God's work kind of follows the similar pattern of what makes for a great story. 
So in every great story, I mean, I use like Luke Skywalker as an example. In all the stories we love, Mm -hmm. Neo in The Matrix, Dorothy in Wizard of Oz, the hero is minding their own business and uh, all of a sudden something dramatic happens, a turning point happens, I call it. In, In writing, they call it the inciting incident. And they are forced to kind of embrace life's change. Sometimes they run from it at first, but eventually they're kind of forced into the change that life comes. And sometimes it's expected stuff. I mean, turning points can be a, a birth of a child or um, sometimes it's unexpected, a divorce, loss of a loved one. Um, but then they have to have courage and there's a stage where they have to take up the courage to to, to take on this new journey. And then there's a, a stage where they have a guide shows up, right? Uh, Gandalf shows up or uh, uh, Trinity to, uh, or Morpheus to guide uh, Neo through the Matrix. Uh, so there's this guide, right? And then eventually you have to, the character has to decide to fully commit. They go all in on the journey. Then there's a series of challenges they face. And then there's a, I call that the adventure, right? The challenges are the adventure. G.K. Yeah. Chesterton said a, uh, an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered, right? So uh, then they have to face eventually this dark cave. It's a decisive battle. Sometimes it's something internal. Sometimes it's a battle with some ex- external forces. Sometimes the external forces don't change, but their view of it changes, and that's the battle they have to face. Then they emerge. They have a journey home. Uh, it's a resolution time where they kind of go back to the Shire, to put it in. Tolkien terms. Um, and then they have this new perspective to share with the world and that gives them a, new, a mission and a message, which is the ultimate goal of every season. I believe God's building in us in each circle a mission and a message. So that's the that's the general theme of it. You were one of the first people to read it. What 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 was your take on that when you first read it? Well, I mean, you know, addressing the circular thing, I mean I, I you you've mentioned that when you've talked to people about this, a lot of people said, Yeah, yeah, I can I can relate to that, you know. And I mean our life's the same way, you know, in many, many ways, um, geographically, we mm. keep coming back to the same place, you know? Yeah, Kerrville, uh, Kerrville, here we are again, yeah. all of us. And we were back in Corpus <laughs> after we thought we'd never be back in Corpus again, you know? And so we just kind of keep making those same My, my same fingers cycles. are crossed that we get back, the Guatem- Guatemala ends up back in our circuit here. <laughs> well, I'm figuring that's heaven. That's <laughs> oh, the other Guatemala side. is heaven. That's, it. <laughs> that's the other side. Casi Cielo, we... right? Don't they have a coffee in Guatemala called Casi Cielo? It's yeah, pretty yeah, accurate heaven, description. Yeah. We love Guatemala, yeah, but uh-huh. maybe that's coming back around. Yeah, yeah maybe it will. But then, but then, you know, I know that I had also seen cycles in my own life. I remember uh, many, many, many years ago, I remember I would like, I had like a major fight with your mom, like on New Year's Day. <laughs> and then the next year we had a major fight. And then somebody started talking to me about cycles and I realized, wow, they, I mean, we had like really major disagreements, you know? Yeah. And so I realized there's something going on in me, like. That week after Christmas between New Year's or something. So after that, I started. That's a crummy week, unless a, you've got a vacation planned. I guess. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I always get real nostalgic and kind of, uh-huh. I think, oh, I'm going to plan ahead, you know, and, you know, this next year is going to be different. Eh, it lasts till about January the 3rd, and then it's like <laughs> back to the old thing, you know. But I realized there was this cycle, and somebody pointed out, they said it's like if you remember the old phonograph records. Well, I guess they're not old anymore. You can buy brand new ones now. <laughs> yeah. But if you get a scratch on the record, every time it comes around, you get a kick you know scratch and they said our life is like that and sometimes it's an annual cycle sometimes it's a a a five-year cycle 10-year cycle Mm -hmm. we found a four-year cycle in our life it seemed like every four years there was a major change or multiples of four which is really weird you know i mean i spent four years in the military four years in college i was principal of the christian school for four years we came up to kerrville to pastor four years we went to guatemala four years we were with missionary ventures then two years and that's where we kind of blew it. But it was, you know, divided two years more yeah. in Guatemala with Commission to Every Nation. Then we're back here. And 
That's a, that's a time frame cycle thing. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that cycle. We just saw all these cycles in our life that, um, and you know, I, I began to look at that. And, and then as I began to study cultures, I realized that it, they, what they say, these cultural experts, they, they say most people in the world, your mm-hmm. Asian cultures, your African cultures, your Middle Eastern cultures, they view time as cyclical Yeah. rather than, in, we look at it as a straight line. Man, like you said, I'll never get that year of my life back. <laughs> From the cyclical perspective, well, that was a year. Now I got another year. Yeah. And just another year coming. And it's hard for us to grasp that, but I've seen the conflicts that come about from that. Well, we, we live in a, we live in this, uh, ever since the enlightenment, it's like history is this constant progress of growth yeah. and improvement. Right. And so, you know, philosophers have always had this thing called eternal return. They, uh, Stoics called it paleogenesis. So the Roman Stoics called it that there's these themes, right. And there's these, what's that? The, the snake eating his tail, right. Is yeah, it, exactly. is it the circular, that's an Eastern thing. Circular nature. Huh? Most of the world up until us, when we're so enlightened, enlightened. I say that in yeah. quotes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in air quotes, we, we, we thought of it as a straight line, which really has some issues oh. in the way you start to see things. It's very discouraging because I'll never get that moment back in my life. Yeah. You know, and biblically, you look at biblically, it was more of a circular mm. evening and morning were the first day evening and morning, which by the way, it's curious that God starts his day in the evening, evening and morning were the second day, Huh? evening and morning. And so it's just this cyclical thing. And you see it, I mean, like the whole universe is based on circles. The whole reason we have time is because we're, planets are rotating. They rotate circular. It's not linear. It's rotating circular. I mean, even our clock faces. Man, I should have checked with you before I wrote that book. That would have been good to put in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the second vision, second version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even even like a clock face is round. Why? Because there's a nine o'clock today, and there'll be a nine o'clock wow. tonight. Wow, yeah, a... that's what King Solomon says. He's like the sun rises, the sun sets. There's this circular thing. The, circular the seasons, thing. even the seasons. It's like they come and they go, coming yeah. back around, coming back. And you can. Yeah. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it too. Is just like, man, this has been a horribly long season. Well, you can be certain it's not going to stay that way. Yeah. Some, you're going to come out of this. And we even compare our life to those seasons. Okay, the, the the winter season is the older age, you know, the spring season is a young child. And so even our whole life, we kind of, in a way, look at it cyclical. Yeah. Except, you know, when it's, we get outside of time after the winter season, then you go outside of time. So it's a cyclical thing. I saw a great illustration of this. Well, I got two of them, but I remember. So a guy brings his uh, dry cleaning into a... Uh, a Middle Eastern dry cleaner. So this Middle Eastern, you know, war. and uh, the guy drops off his suit and the guy says, okay, your, uh, your suit will be ready next Wednesday. And he goes, wait, wait a minute. The, the sign says same day service. He goes, what day's today? He goes, it's Wednesday. <laughs> he goes, okay, same day, Wednesday. Yeah. Boy, doesn't, doesn't that describe some seasons of life? You're like, wow, yeah, I got out of the season, you know, same day. Same day. <laughs> Three years later. I'm right back in it again. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know, some of it I think is maybe we didn't learn the lesson the first time, but I think, as you were saying, I think not only is it ever widening, but I think it's an ever deepening. It's God Mm -hmm. deepening the message. It's kind of like a drill going down into the earth. Mm -hmm. He's taking us deeper. I go through the same thing. I find typically it's more difficult, it's harder, but I'm stronger for it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to, just like lifting weights, I think we've talked about this before, you know. Yeah, a, a difficult, a challenge came to me, and it's much bigger than any challenge I've ever faced, but I'm okay with it. It would wipe me out 20 years ago, but I've been through this before. You've built up your resilience through faith and through yeah. walking. Yeah, that's... Uh, and it's got different names and maybe different, but it's all basically the same. Which is, part, I mean, that's part of the process of building strength. Like, God's never going to throw... I always say, he'll never give more than you, hand, he can, you can handle, which we can debate what that means, right? Yeah. But as you grow stronger... 
um, he's like, okay, now you can handle this before. And I think sometimes a lot of times what gets people, what ruins people is getting something handed to them that they aren't strong enough to handle yet. And you think, man, they, they short-circuited this process that God wants to use. Each circle is kind of strengthening you, giving you a new perspective. And I, I think one of the worst things that can happen is is when we try and short-circuit the process or take a uh, a shortcut. I, one yeah. of the... John Bevere, he left. He gave a wonderful endorsement for this book, and I, I thought this was really insightful. He said, "God not only has a plan for your life, he has a process to fulfill it." In connecting the dots, my friend Dwellmom provides a roadmap to help you gain perspective on how God works to prepare you for what He has planned for you. I thought that was super insightful. How John, John's amazing because he actually reads the books that he endorses, <laughs> which is cool. Uh-huh. Um, and and he that that idea of process, like. The circle isn't a waste of time. And sometimes we feel like, you. Oh, I mean, who likes walking in circles? Like, yeah. that's what you're like, oh, the children of Israel had to walk in circles for 40 years because they're disobedience. But I kind of look at it as actually in some ways that was toughening them. They had such a slave mindset yeah. ground into them. He needed to toughen them up to turn them into victorious mindset, like those who were set free from that. And unfortunately, a generation had to fall in the wilderness. But that's that going back to it's like, but you got to think, generationally like bigger like right, it's yeah. not yeah and it's a it's just, god's way of thinking is just so different than ours and we it is very stressful when we think of everything in terms of a line i missed my moment well there's a good chance it's going to come back around yeah. and maybe you didn't actually miss your moment maybe that moment strengthened you from the failure you, what you perceived as failure in that moment maybe in the long run it actually isn't failure yeah yeah so instead of being discouraged just be alert kind of make a Sort of set a mental guidepost that, okay, mm-hmm. man, when I see that opportunity again, I'm not going to pass it by. I'm not going to wimp out on this one. And, you know, the thing, the crazy thing is, because I've seen that in my life, too, where I felt like I missed something here or there, you know, and I realized, okay, God knows how dull I am of hearing, yeah, yeah. you know, and so it could well be put that one out there just not, okay, he's not going to bite on this one, yeah, but it's going to prepare him for the next one. That's and funny. so this is like, I'm going to give him a little taste. He'll see, realize, gee, I should have done that. And then on the next one, he'll be courage. He'll take enough courage to follow me in it. That's it. David, uh, the, the guy that invited me to Mexico, one of my lifelong mentors, he told me this. He, he's told me this all forever. He's like, hey, man, never forget this. God has already calculated your stupidity and ignorance <laughs> into the plan. Yeah, he has. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put it quite as eloquently. Yeah. But, well, uh, David's yeah. not known for his eloquence, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically the book has three key premises. Um, God is always at work in your life, but most of the time you can't see it or understand it. Um, two, God work, God's work tends to follow a specific circular pattern in every season of life. I, I call it kind of an ever-widening circle. And when we understand the pattern of his work, it helps us gain perspective on his divine hand in our life. That's that idea that you may not understand exactly what he's doing, but you can come to say, kind of like a mall map, like, okay, you know what? And that's where I put that graphic in the book, because I'm like, a lot of people, as soon as they read it, they go, Oh, I already know where I'm at. Like I'm yeah. in the throes of the battle or, oh man, I've got to make the decision to go all in on this. That's the the decision, right? The moment to go all in. And so I, I put that roadmap to kind of help you say, okay, here's where I am in the journey. You and here's, are here. Yeah. And here's yeah. what I can uh-huh. expect. And then the third one is God's work in your life has prepared you with a unique message to share and a problem to solve that will point people to his goodness. And in the process will give your life a deep sense of meaning and purpose. And that's one of those things like your pain can either uh, just point you to despair or it can point to the fact like there's something in this God's trying to build in me. And when I come out of this, my survival story is going to be somebody else's survival manual. And that's what I really hope this book serves to accomplish for people that, um, you know, we say it. 
I believe God works all things together for good. But man, when you're in the throes of a struggle, it's really hard to keep your vision lifted. But when you kind of got a picture of this is what the overall picture looks yeah. like, we don't know what the details are going to look like. A mall map doesn't have the exact details. It's the general overview. Yeah. Uh, it can really help you keep keep your perspective lifted on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's what I find is you've got to keep that, that perspective, the key word. I use that eternal vision. You've got to keep an eternal perspective. You got to keep remembering. It's not all about what's happening right here. Actually, this is preparing me for eternity. Mm-hmm. So if even the whole plane crashes right now, that's okay. Cause it was preparing me for something that's going to last forever. Yes, yes. Hey, if this has been intriguing to you, uh, you can pre-order the book, Connecting the Dots. Uh, it's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere you get a book, Walmart, it's already available for pre-order. Pre-orders really help us out. So, um, man, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.